0: Hello everyone and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Chai with Rai, episode 19 to be exact. Welcome to all of our new listeners and our returning listeners. I hope you all are doing well and you got your cup of teas or your cup of chais ready. Chai with Rai is a show I like to call my digital jukebox of hidden gems in which I reach out to working creatives in the entertainment and fitness industry. In these episodes, we will discuss all things from life lessons to politics to socialism culture, history to love, sex, the digital space, and of course the industry itself. Now just a little backstory of the show. Chai with Rai is a pre-recorded live show which I transfer to podcast. So to watch any of the videos of the show, simply go to YouTube and just type in Chai with Rai to find the relevant episode. I will also pop down all of the information in the description or the bio below or above, wherever it may be. Also don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share this podcast. Your support really helps the show and the message of it grow. Also, make sure to follow these amazing people that are on the show and give them some love. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. On today's episode, we have Miss Jess Baddie herself, the baddie in the UK. This is before Jesse Nelson's song came out, (laughs) by the way. Now, I have known Jess for such a long time we go back to i want to say like 2015 or something along that time me and jess used to work at this dance studio in chiswick and it was called arch 197 a charity based dance studio and she used to teach dance hall there and i used to manage it and then later on i started teaching dance classes there and we just connected because she would stay after her class and we just bonded a lot. And it's so beautiful to see Jess's growth because Jess has been featured in campaigns for such as Tesco, L.U.K., uk Nike, London, Uma, Evening Standard, MTV. She also did a choreography and was featured in the Football World Cup video. I can't remember what year, but yeah, she was featured in that. And it's just so beautiful to see her excel as well. Now she DJs and I can't wait for me to just basically go rave it up. Jess can't wait for that day but we had so much fun in this and Jess is a true friend and she's one of those people that really brings out the light in you she makes you happy she really bubbles you and bubbles you she really (laughs) bubbles you up I think you know what I mean and she's a true friend and I know why she's a true friend because I'm gonna tell you a little bit of a story so a couple years ago Jess did a workshop in Italy where she's from and she was like you do videography, you're trying to grow your channel and make a reel, I need some footage, why don't you just come to Italy and film me? And I was like, great. She's like, how much do you want me to pay you? And I was like, don't worry about paying me, just fly me out, and it was like super cheap. I think we flew like through Ryanair or something, but it was super cool. She put me up in her house, which was not a house, it's a mansion, and if you've ever been to like European countries, some houses look like mansions because they have those big courtyards farm animals and like rooms dotted all around and it had a tractor and I was just like Jess this is like major but anyway we filmed the video and in the morning you know you do your morning activities she forgot to tell me that her toilet gets clogged so I do my morning activity and the toilet gets clogged and I'm freaking out I'm pouring water down I'm doing like toilet roll and just everything and it's just not working begrudgingly I like lock the door, go out, and her brother's outside and he really needs to go. And I'm like, oh, just just five minutes. And he's like, I can tell he needs to go. So I get Jess and I'm like, Jess, Jess, Jess. I've locked your toilet. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. So she goes and gets the punjo or this random wire thing and she decides to do it. And I'm like, no, no, Jess, that's me. I'll I'll do it. That's my shit. And she's like, Don't worry about it. It's everybody's shit. And since that day, You know you got a good friend when they literally clean up after your shit. Literally clean up after your shit. So we had so much fun just catching up. And I hope you have fun listening to this. And get your cuppers ready because we're about to dive into today's episode. So my memory is bad. Why are you doing this?
1: Honestly,
0: what's my name? Can you just tell me what my name is? (laughs) (laughs)
1: so we met at one of the first studios that yeah what basically when i go to london uh teaching and dancing was not the first thing that i tried because you know you need money to invest to take classes to travel and everything so i was working at a cafe in studios and i started to teach actually in one of the best studios, I think, at that time was even the best, uh, Pineapple Studios. Yeah. And then after Pineapple Studios, I started teaching this studio in Chiswick. The class was very quiet, very quiet. Yeah, compared to classes that now, I was like, wow, what a journey. I'm glad I started from the bottom and now we're here.
0: Now and we're here. There,
1: where I met, right.
0: No, you can say Ray. You can say.
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys. I say Ray because Ray in Italy
0: is it's a, a child,
1: Like ITV or BBC. So to call someone Ray for me is so weird. But anyway, I will try my best. But we met there. He was the owner of the studio saying... Jess. Jackie. Obviously, she loves me still, even if she calls you
0: well. Re- Jackie till this day of Arch 197 Studios. By the way, that's what we were talking about. Still calls you Raga Jess. Raga Jess. Raga Jess I call Raga, Raga Jess.
1: Jess. Oh my God. Yeah, I was Raga Jess, and she was like, Oh, there is this guy, he's so good in promotion, social media. He's also a dancer. I was like, Okay, okay, you need to meet him. You need to meet him, Jess. You need to meet him. I was like, Yeah. I've got a meeting one day, and then I don't remember the evening that I met you, actually.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you remember the evening that I met you today. I do, I do, I do. We met before your class, because I became the studio manager at that point. Jackie just basically said, okay, you can manage. And it was right before your class, and you were like, oh, shit, I'm running late. So you literally walked in, did a warm-up, did after the class, and then after the class, you spoke. And then I started doing your classes, and that's, yeah you taught me oh my god
1: he remembers all the steps
0: and then what was that one the one where you shoot (laughs) yadi yadi that's my favorite those are my two favorite ones and shampoo shampoo
1: shampoo was your favorite oh god
0: (laughs) till this day i just want to say you and i have one thing very much in common since we both have met each other we have changed our looks i had long hair no beard you had
1: I had everything, bad.
0: What's your favorite look you've ever had?
1: So as I said, I miss the French a lot. Yeah. So these are my natural hair, guys. I don't do weaves, I don't do none of that. This is my natural hair, actually. When I did the French, to have the hair straight like this, I had to do the keratin,
0: oh, which yeah, is not yeah, the bad, bad
1: one, because I did it in Italy, actually. Yeah. Um, was there, like, was good for the hair, was not like burning the hair, but mm-hmm. still, I lost my curl a bit. And right now, I've learned to embrace my natural hair because you never see me like this.
0: I've right? seen you like see that. You? No, I've seen you like that. Never. I've seen you like that when I've had to do, when we shot like two months ago or a month ago, when you had curly hair.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying before, like,
0: Oh, so yeah, hair, yeah, 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 yeah. I started yeah. to do
1: my hair like to let it out like this, but before I wasn't comfortable in it, I was straight in them, it was hard to see me actually with all my curls out, or you see me like in a ponytail or stuff like this. So mm-hmm. now I've learned to, yeah, to embrace my natural hair why not? And I think it's more unique, but even though I'm, I miss the French a lot. Yeah. I miss the French a lot. Yeah, but
0: do you not get... The only thing... So I have a French right now as well, right? Which I'm trying to, like, grow out. The only thing is when you dance or when you move, it gets sweaty, especially in the summer. Like, especially, like, when you teach or when you work out or things like that. And then you start getting, like, little spots in situations like that. And that's... No, I
1: didn't have neither spots, thank God. I didn't have I... the experience. But when I was doing class, sometimes my French at the end of the class was like... <laughs> <laughs> like the step of TikTok. How do you do?
0: <laughs> well,
1: Isn't
0: it? Oh I'm God! Not
1: TikTok, but I see people do this stuff. Wait, well, yeah. you're
0: not on TikTok. You should be. I feel like you'll be really good.
1: Um, I don't know if I have the time to, you know, be on TikTok because when you are on these platforms, you need to like keep up, post, yeah, and post a lot. I feel like.
0: I so, think just do you, just do you, do you. I just post no, like whenever I feel like real. it. Never
1: say yeah. no. Never say never. We cannot say. I will never
0: we don't know
1: maybe one day I will be like okay let me try on TikTok but right now it's not really my thing
0: all right Jessica right we're gonna start off like very very easy I just want to know and I always like to ask this of people what is your earliest memory of dance seeing dancing not doing dancing seeing dancing
1: What do you mean with scene, like having a group or... Yeah, anything. The earliest. So obviously, as you said in the introduction, I didn't start from dance or with dancing, but I started from hip-hop dance. I was even doing a bit of breaking dance. I was more into the hip-hop scene, which now is a bit different. But like 20 years ago, oh my gosh, same 20 years ago, I feel so old. But anyway, 20 years ago, hip-hop was very, very different. And I used to have a group, and the name was Work in Progress. I don't know if you noticed in my picture, I had this small tattoo on my ass on the side. And it's actually the logo of my hip-hop crew. What I was saying, yeah, we were doing, like, competitions. I was also doing more, like, uh, freestyle and... Uh, 2 vs 2 or group competitions and I miss that because in London I never find like a group to, to do this kind of things like competitions and stuff. Maybe because, you know, you experienced it once and this yeah. is the only time of your life, you know. Since I'm in London, I've been more, yeah, I had a couple of groups but I've been more a solo dancer than a group dancer, if that makes sense. I love to share and to interact with other dancers. It's not that I don't, but having a group is different. Like I remember we were rehearsing until 1 a.m. We were almost sleeping together. Like it was a proper family. And yeah, I think one of those things that it doesn't happen twice in the life. So this is my earliest memory of dancing. Do you still stay
0: in touch with them?
1: Uh a couple of them, not all of them, because it was lots of us. At one point it was almost twenty of us. Well, wow. Yeah, it was lots of us. So a couple of them I still talk to them. Some of them have family. Others, you know, are doing other jobs. But I think I am the one of the few that I'm still dancing.
0: What was your first gig or job as a I hate the word, but as a, let's not say professional, as a working dancer, because there's nothing like your first ever job or situation of any sort I of think kind.
1: in Italy with the group, we did a yeah. performance at the cinema, it was like the the first night they were, um, like there was the cinema, this movie, what's the name? Uh, Is Street it English? So one of them once.
0: Okay, got it.
1: Yeah, one of them once. And, and we did a performance at the cinema, so that was, that was incredible, definitely, yeah.
0: I'm going to ask you a personal question, kind of a personal question. What does dancehall mean to you? If I was nobody and I was to ask you what is dancehall, what does it mean to you? What would you say? So
1: what does it mean to me is yeah. the vibe that dancehall is giving you, like the music and the dancehall, so like sharing the energies with this. So basically, yeah, dancehall is completely different from commercial dance or any other type of dance. Like yeah. it's closer to African dance because it's a social dance. It's made of steps. Then now obviously with the new school is more complicated, but um, sharing the steps and uh, connect with other people, even like, for example, when I've been in Jamaica the first time and I went to to the party, I was like, oh my gosh, like the energy, the vibe that you feel there, it will never happen. Even at the best dancehall party in London, it will never happen yeah. because it just, you can feel it like the vibration and everything, you know, this is the main thing because you, you know me, like long time and you know yeah. that I'm an energy person like
0: you
1: are. and good vibes and all this stuff so this is the thing the most important thing that is driving me into dancehall or like Caribbean dance which you don't feel in other, in other dance styles I feel but it doesn't mean dancehall is better but that's why I decided from hip-hop and other styles like Back in the days, I tried to do ballet, contemporary. It's not that I just stick in one style, because especially when you're young and you're a dancer, you have to try every single style, because every single style is giving you something. Ballet Mm -hmm. is giving you the posture. Contemporary is giving you the lines. Hip-hop is giving you other stuff, you know, and dancer is giving you the flow, the groove. You know, each style is important. It's going to give you something important to complete you as a dancer. And then after, even if you decide, I don't want ballet. Ballet is not for me. I'm not going to do it anymore, you know. But still, what you have learned in ballet is making you the dancer that you are now. So maybe in the posture, you control more your abdominals, you know, all this stuff.
0: (laughs) All this stuff.
1: All this stuff.
0: Do you remember your first dancehall class?
1: This was in Italy, but I wasn't into dance hall like I am now. like I am now or like years ago when I got to London because I didn't know a lot at the time. But my first dance hall class was in Italy because there was in a studio I was teaching every Tuesday like different styles. I was teaching popping. I was teaching dancehall, video dance, and um, so yeah, that was my first experience, but if you ask me for you, which one was the real very first dancehall class that you taught is in London, because I knew more, I've learned more from the originals, like from Jamaicans, from dancers from France, I met with the original dancehall dancers and dancehall creators, so In London, definitely is the one that counts more. Yeah. I'm getting hot.
0: Hot. (laughs) Uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's coming off. It's coming off. It's coming off already. I thought we would wait till the end of the show and then it would... (laughs) Listen, (laughs) what was the song? The police not going to hold me down. Shut me down. No, way. Quarantine not going to...
1: What was it? Uh, ca- quarantine not going to me. I don't know. Was the one option, c Upset.
0: Yeah, when she's like, me not gonna... You can
1: put it. You can put I... music.
0: Listen, cannot... I can, but I just don't want to get it blocked afterwards. What ah, is it? No, don't
1: do it? Don't
0: do it. Don't do it. I don't <laughs> what? No, more. I can put it in the background. What is it called? What's the song called? Upset. Upset. Quarantine not going to hold me down. Something like that. God. Um, I won't get locked numbers. in it's I won't get locked in quarantine. Oh now you see remember. Yeah,
1: so basically, guys, Rai was filming me in central London naked, basically. In the middle of the lockdown. <laughs> when
0: when they are plumbers <laughs> and London people one. who are like
1: oh, you. know.
0: And she's getting changed right next to Top Shop taking her tests. To- <laughs> <laughs> And I'm holding a coat. But you see, I don't care. I don't care. If you want to do something, I
1: do it. I don't
0: care. I want to ask you, you have such a... From the day I met you, I think like maybe bar like maybe some personal experiences where we've had, we've gone down. But you have such confidence, okay? and you have such a positive outlook on life, even when people do you wrong and you don't try and get involved in the politics, you don't try and get involved in the bitchiness and things like that, you stay away from it. You're so like empowering in your classes, regardless of if it's a little kid or or a woman who's like a little bit fuller or a guy who's timid and shy or somebody who's disabled, like you're so empowering. And that's who you are as a person as well. Like you big yourself up and you you love yourself and things like that. Have you ever firstly had body image issues and insecurities? And where does this power of life come from?
1: So I did. I actually did. Maybe we're going to be like, oh, Jess, how is it possible? I did because in Italy, the standard of a female body, of a woman body, is completely different than London. In London you have a lot of like sick girls or you have who got a big bum or you have who got a bit of belly or you have the skinny one but in Italy the skinny one are the standard is obviously not gonna be my bum because my bum is big. So in Italy the, the standard of, of bodies is completely different. Like you have to be and you have to be, boobs is fine, but bum, my one was big. Obviously, then the big bum is not a problem. I mean, no one ever complained about it. But in Italy, and I was younger, I was feeling a bit, not insecure, but yeah, when I was 15, there was a period that I was a bit anorexic, actually. So I went, yeah, I had a lot of, uh, problems with nutrition because i always been like and my teacher, even if I was doing hip-hop yeah, he was telling us like, we have the competition in two months you need to lose weight. Like she oh, never man. told me like in the face but to some of us she was saying in the face and for me just hearing it and I always have thick ties. I always had like, my legs have always been like, oh, you know what I mean and at that time, I didn't like it. So, yeah, I wasn't eating much. Um, now when I see the picture of that period, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like a proper a six-packs, like a guy. And my legs were, like, thin. Yeah, I was not skinny, skinny to death, but I was skinny. If you know yeah. just you know that at that time I was skinny. So yeah, in Italy I was feeling always a bit like, oh, I have to lose weight, I have to lose weight, I have to lose weight. And then I came in London, I was like, okay. I see more thick girls. I was doing <laughs> the first videos and I could see the dancers weren't skinny. So I could see the difference and yeah. I think you know what I think when we are young we are more insecure because you still don't know yourself that much you still compare yourself to others to your friends that maybe are more lucky than you you know what I mean Mm. because maybe for example I always came from a humble family what I have now is because I work hard for, for, uh, for it. Not because my family didn't want to, they would love to, but it's a humble family. So I yeah. didn't have like, dad, I cannot pay the rent, can you pay it for me? I never did that. Like, if I don't have money, I'm gonna find a way. If I have to do an extra job, nighttime, I did it. I did it in the past. I did cleanings, I did babysitting, I did the waitress, I did anything I could do to have the money, and to travel, to learn dance, to, to do whatever I wanted, to invest in myself, to invest in my passion, to invest in, to achieve my dreams, you know? So maybe when you are younger and you see like your friends, they get the car from the parents, uh, they, go, they are skinnier than you, and maybe you feel a bit more insecure, but because it's easier when you are young you still don't know yourself. You still don't know like your power, your potential. Yeah. So I feel the me moving to London was what made Jess just buddy now because I came in London. I, I stayed by myself a lot because in London, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have friends. I need to make friends. And then even after you have friends, maybe they're the wrong friends because obviously it's a new city. It's yeah. not where I was born, where I went to school, that more or less, you know, everyone, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I was, I spent more time with myself. I, I gave the chance to myself to know more myself. So I think all of this made me like more confident because I, I was like, but actually I'm strong. I can do whatever I want. You know, if I really believe in it, I can really do it. Like me teaching a pineapple. Me teaching at 368, I was like, this was okay. Going back seven years ago, at this time I was still in Italy. Yeah. I didn't move to London yet. And if you would tell me, Jess, would you teach at Pineapple Swiss was my dream, was one of my dreams. And after it happened, and I'm like, so if I could do that, that I was seeing it as a dream, I could do anything I'm dreaming of. You know what I mean, anyone can. You just need to believe in yourself. So yeah, I think I build my confidence having all these experiences in London, knowing more myself. And I think also like take care of myself more, changing the nutrition, researching more about what is good for my body, what is good for my health. So I think like this, obviously I look healthier and also i love myself more for what i am yeah so now for example when i lose weight because you remember i was doing i'm doing but now it's a while I'm oh that's doing. fasting After 36 hours, yeah, yeah 36 hours fasting and i was losing weight i was do, i wasn't doing the fasting because i wanted to lose weight i didn't want to lose weight i just wanted to make my body stronger, my immune system stronger, and get rid of the toxins and stuff. But when I've seen I lost weight, I was so upset. I was like, I don't want to lose weight. I don't want to lose my bum. I don't want... So now I'm the control of what I was in Italy. In Italy, if I knew that doing 36-hour fasting once a week was making me lose weight, I was doing it like forever. <laughs> Maybe I was doing like 72 hours a week. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I've been, I've been through also, like, some stuff because be before I got to, to have this confidence, definitely. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, I think it's nice to say that you say that it came over time and you got perspective when you moved and you saw how things were here as opposed to... Because there's a lot of people that will move from the circumstances but still carry on with that sort of mindset.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know what the, you mean. No, no, you cannot, come on. So I mean,
0: hey, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. Hey, I'm one of those people. So we talked about like all of the music videos, the World Cup situations, the Pumas, the Nikes, the Tescos, the, the brands that Unite work with and the business ventures and things like that. And you look back at the 20 or so years of work that you've done now. What has been a pinch me moment where you've gone, oh my God, one or a couple of pinch me moments for you where you've gone like, wow, little Jess from Italy would be very proud.
1: So one for sure has been the World Cup video. Oh my yeah. gosh. I, I still remember, you, you know I have a bad memory, but I still remember the day I was going to get my nails done.
0: Yeah. I was at
1: the saloon and and I got this message. So there was this girl and there was a, a friend of a friend of mine's um, she was working on, on this video. She was working in production of this video. And they need someone in London. So they did the shooting in different countries, I think. Um, I don't know if it was Mes- Mexico or South America. Then they did something in East Europe, I think it was Bulgaria. And then they did London. So they did three different countries. It was a, a mad shooting with three big artists also. And I got her message, she was like, um, are you gonna be, free? like the video was after, I think a couple of days. It was maybe after two, three days. And and she was like, do you wanna do this video? It's with, with, yeah, with Will Smith. And I was like, <laughs> Prince of Bel-Air, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Even if I'm not free, I'm free. I'm going to find a way to be free. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm going to ask for cover for all the classes. So they are definitely, I was like, wow. And actually, like, I know I make you laugh when I say Prince of Bel-Air, but all of us, when we were like primary school, we were watching it. Even in Italy, everyone was watching it. So being a part of of a video with him, I was like, wow and being the choreographer actually a bit, i was like wow yeah so this definitely was one of those another one another one maybe before this so i'm not gonna tell you uh another london experience but okay.
0: you can it's your experience yeah. yeah
1: one from italy uh was the first time i've been to la and for me it was like the dream oh, yeah yeah for me was like the dream and actually guys was one of the hardest trips i have in my life so basically from italy from milano we were going to paris and then from paris not from the same airport from another airport we were going to la what happened i was already nervous because i was like i cannot believe I'm going to LA, I'm gonna learn from like choreographers uh, of Beyonce, Rihanna, you know, all the best. LA yeah. is all the best when you're coming from Europe, from wherever, uh, LA is the best, it's Hollywood, come on. So I was like, something's gonna happen. I was feeling it. And you know, when I have this feeling, I'm so strong to feel things when I coming coming my way. Yeah. I was like, something is gonna happen. I, it's not gonna, not to be negative, but you know when you are so... Positive. N- yeah. But you know when you are so like, that, you're like, oh my gosh, it cannot be real. This was my dream. Go to LA. I've just seen ah. it in the movies. I've just seen it in the music videos. And at the time, was not Instagram like his line now. At that time, Instagram was like very... Facebook was going more than Instagram. So we didn't <laughs> oh, have all of these social media that you have more idea, like, how is the situation in America and all this stuff, no? Yeah. So we got into Paris, and we got into the coach to go to the other airport. And so basically what happened, the coach stopped in the middle of the road. Yeah. And because someone left the luggage at the entrance of the airport, and there was, like, a long, long queue, yeah, because they were thinking, like, a terrorist attack or something like that. I not. So, so we got into the airport. All obviously it was late. Like they closed. Like we couldn't go into our plane. I was crying. I couldn't speak French. I couldn't speak Italian. I couldn't speak any language. I couldn't speak. I was panicking. I was going. So basically, my face was full of tears, and I was going to the guy of the information point, no, for the tourists. Yeah. And I was like, um I was starting to to try to speak in French, but I was like, no, I cannot speak. I cannot speak. I cannot believe. We are not going. Trust me, I was desperate. I was desperate. Like an actress. But then after obviously they sort you out because it's not your fault that you missed the flight yeah. uh, it was something major. And we stayed for the night in Paris and the day after we went to we went to LA, and when I got out the airport in LA, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was How like, "How did it go for?" So big. I went there for more than a month. Yeah, I've been there for like I don't know if it was six weeks or something like that. It was a long time, and I loved it. But also when I seen it in in the real life. I seen, so I clocked that everywhere is not perfect, like each city, each country, they got something that, they got their pros and their cons, if you yeah. know what I mean, you know, so yeah, but was was nice, I was training, training a lot, like loads of classes every day, I loved it, I loved it.
0: I feel like when I met, you, there wasn't a lot of dance hall classes. And there wasn't, like, Not Afro definitely. beats. There was nothing, like, you know, there was nothing of such. Even music, like how reggaeton music took off, or, like, you know, all of these things happened. Like, Stefan Don is happening, or, you know, all of these rappers came out. Like, Sean Paul was still around, but Sean Paul is now back, and, like, Wiley, and, like, you know, then an influx of, like, lower down dj's and artists i feel like it didn't happen they were only maybe like i can only name two teachers who were teaching dancehall it was you and it was a lady should i say or not really
1: (laughs) i don't know who is this
0: (laughs) it was cindy it was you and cindy that were teaching Ah, she's not in london anymore so you and cindy were the only two people teaching and i remember having discussions about dancehall with you and i was like oh my god it's taking off now And then this studio is doing it, Brixton is doing it, Pineapple is doing it, and this is doing it. And then we used to always talk about like race conversations as well, because people were getting touchy. That dance hall was becoming commercial and everybody was teaching it or having some sort of fusion of that or Afro jazz or Afro beats in it. Talk to me firstly about how dance hall has changed in the seven years that you have been, seven plus years you've been teaching it. And this wave of culture in terms of the teachers, how that has changed for dance or afrobeats and all those sort of genres of dancing?
1: So obviously I'm talking about, more about dancehall because I know more about dancehall regarding teachers and the scene and everything. I've never been that involved into scene. Like I did some Afrobeat videos and stuff like that, but I never put myself into that. So yeah, I would like to talk about something that I do really... No, you know. So dance um it changed a lot, definitely. It changed a lot. Um dancing wise is more complex now. And I feel like I'm not saying it's like this because you have to be careful when you're talking. Cause some people are sensitive, you know what I mean? I... You never know, they go into your profile, they you see just body saying this. So I'm just saying, miss me. Say. me. <laughs> Just body that now it gonna be like a, <laughs> it's laughing. a bit of uh contamination of hip hop, um, and other dance styles because
0: I wouldn't say contamination, is... contamination is a disease, by the way. So I would say combination. <laughs> I'm just correcting you so you don't get in trouble. Combination, combination, yeah.
1: No, I say contamination. You know why I say contamination? Because I want to say, like, that it got influenced by. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, not contamination. No. I always say contamination because in Italian we say like this. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, but um, the new school in dance, it got influenced by, like, hip hop and uh, other dance style. When you were looking at Mr. Walking, Bobo, yeah. Bobo dance, you know that dance, yeah, yeah. Or like really bounce and all these like, they're simple step. it's one move, it's not a combination of seven moves, like it's not one eight, you know what I mean? Now yeah. in school you have one eight of different steps, it's one step. Oh, really? So it's, yeah, it's way more, now I'm explaining like easy so you all can understand, but um. Yeah, it has changed a lot. It has changed a lot. When it was um, like old school and middle school, was that step, was that groove, was that move, was not like a combination of steps. So now it's even more complicated to to learn because they're like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? There is more footwork. And for me, it's cool, but we kind of losing it that dancehall groove, you know, the dancehall flow. We are going too much into the footwork. This is like personal, so other people can say, "No, I actually love more the the footwork. Good for you. What you think? I think what I think. Cause I got, I fell in love into dancing for the groove, for the flow. And with the groove and the flow, you have to, you know, like just the move, you know, just this is already dancing. You know what I mean? But now it's all... Like, I feel like it's almost a com- uh, competition of who-, who does more steps in one eight. sometimes. You know what I mean? Maybe it's in the dance in general, but as I said already at the beginning, I'm talking more about dancer because I know more about dancer. Yeah. So I'd want to say stuff for other styles.
0: But how's that affected your t- teaching? Because I, yeah. I think I haven't attended a class of yours, I'd say probably in two, three years, three I attended years your I class... Mean maybe three years and i was really down and you but you teach in a very interesting way and i took from that and i was like i feel like this is how i was taught and this is what it should be which i don't know if you've changed it because dancehall has evolved and now you're teaching more routine based or it goes by like what studio you're teaching at and what clientele you have but you used to teach like but you used to teach like the groove for a long time and then you used to teach like steps and its names and then you still brought like people from crews and things like that and different regions. And you always used to talk about like, I, you said you, you like to move very manly. <laughs> you said you don't like to do a lot of feminine stuff. Yeah, you see,
1: now is the contra.
0: And you used to be like, now I, the now all you do is like feminine I shit. Tell
1: you, that's why you said like yarding and all these steps. Yeah. And while you was talking about it, I was like, "Wow, it's actually now is the now I do more female than male, so you
0: know." You used to be like, like not I do interesting. Both yeah, I
1: do both of them. But at that time, you're right. I wasn't doing female at all, cause for me it was a bit too much. Me coming from hip hop, okay, I could do dance for male, but the female for me was a bit much. I was like, I don't know if I can do it, and it's a lot of. Yeah, because it's alcohol, like, yeah. you see what I'm doing for you and what I'm doing, you know, yeah. so it's a lot of, like, body also, is a workout, it's a lot, so it's, yeah. I don't know if I can do that, I don't know, even because, I'm going to introduce this now, I know it's in your question, I had an injury really bad, and my yeah. I, knew. I had two injuries, actually, one.
0: Oh my God, your injuries. Uh, Oh, I, I remember know. taking you to hospital and like picking you up.
1: I know one is actually one I had it in 2010 while I was in Italy and I was doing a competition, hip hop competition. I think it was a two vs two, um, and yeah, I broke my meniscus. You say meniscus, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I broke. Fuck it up. That's it. And then. When I moved in London, after one year, maybe two years, I was in London. I was in Paris for the Just the Bull. It's one of the biggest dance competitions. And and there I broke my ligaments. I didn't know what it was. I didn't. And at that time, I wasn't doing female yet. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know what it was. By
0: the way, if I'm anybody's talking. tuning in right now, if, if you've just heard Jess say she didn't do female yet, Yes, that is right. She is now a lesbian. Nah! <laughs> no,
1: never. <laughs> never. Me love you too much. And you know what? do you what? say
0: we love the Never. Love <laughs>
1: never. You see me? Nada.
0: What never. do you say you love the penis too much or you love never. the dick too much? What do you say you love the dick too much or what do you say? <laughs> no, I said me love you
1: too much. Come on, me I love it too. It. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So slap your face. Slap it. Oh, I'm not homophobic, yeah. you know that, but it's not my th- it's not my cup no, of tea. It's not my, my thing. You know what I mean? No one train. You know what
0: I'm train. Alright, wait, wait, wait. We were talking yes, about sir. uh we were talking about being f- dancing masculine versus feminine and you um, your meniscus and your ligaments injury mm-hmm. and then your healing. Go ahead. I was
1: in Paris. So I broke my ligaments, but I didn't know. So How I do was you wanting not know? to I didn't know, babe. It was just a pain. I don't know. And come on, when you are a dancer, you always wish oh, something okay. little. Until <laughs> the end, I wish was something small, but my knee was like this. <laughs> the knee was like like my face. This was okay. my knee. So I was like Oh, no, it's not going to be that bad. But then after I go back to London, I was still working at the cafe. My name was like this. I was working. I was working. I was taking the boxes. I was doing everything. And my leg was was not even straight because since I injured it, the leg was. was... the knee was bent, I couldn't put it straight. So I was talking to my mom and she she was like, it's not getting better, you need to come here, you need to find out. At the end I found out it was ligaments. So that summer I went to Italy, I did the rehabilitation and everything, like it took a while, but get on track. And I went to Jamaica for the first time after <laughs> this surgery. I went to Jamaica for the first time. And there I started to take some um, female dancer classes from original dancers from Jamaica, female dancers. Um, And I was like, hmm, I actually like it. (laughs) So I started to do it more and more and more and I I can see also girls, they love it more because... This is helping them with the confidence, with loving their own bodies, with loving the, their curves to learn how to move their bodies, you know. So um, that's why I decided to give birth to my baby Goodies Mondays last, not last year, wait, before Corona 2019. Yeah. So I started to this, teach this class for females, women, girls. Just to have fun all together, to all our vibe as always, but also to like skin out, broke out, and do all this stuff. Don't be shy and just, you know, have fun. Just split in the middle and we'll be done.
0: Since you have moved from Italy to here, and you've traveled a lot to Jamaica now, and you travel all around the world, describe to me the cultural differences of three the three places of Italy, London and Jamaica. What is the way what is the biggest way of life cultural difference between the three places?
1: Wow, there are three completely different places. So in Italy every time I think about Italy, I think about the family, the real friends, but culture wise it it doesn't it doesn't mirror the way I am. I don't know if it makes sense what I mean. Like They're very, they're nice people, Italian, they're lovely. They're lovely. But they're very, like so, you know? Where in London, I feel more free. So this is what London is giving me, like freedom. I wanna do this, and that's where I I got it also. The earlier you were saying, Jess, you're very like this, like you don't care. I think I also got it like from being a city like London, very free, very like, you do whatever you want and Jamaica is is different man but Jamaica is, <laughs> it's different. is different we don't know what to say isn't it? but it's like to me it's the real life because it's more natural, it's more like vibes like you walk on the street and there is music from one yard then you, you walk and there is a music from another yard like It's full of vibes. They always want to have fun and to enjoy their lives, you know, like Africans basically. In Jamaica, you take it easy, you chill, you take your time. But even though also they are artists and dancers as as, have to work hard to make it work, you know what I mean? So it's not that they are chilling, but the lifestyle, the way they take things is not like frenetic.
0: If you didn't have the confidence that you have, if you didn't have the support that you have, if you didn't have this body, addy, addy, Ow. and you were a little bit thicker, and maybe you had spots, and maybe you know you were bald with no hair, and just, oh you God. know, if you, if you were the complete opposite version of yourself and who you are as a person, do you think you would still be doing what you're doing today in terms of teaching dance, growing as an artist and venturing out into different businesses, working with all of these brands and being featured in everything. Do you think you'll still be doing stuff like that?
1: I think yes, because I've been thinking about it. I think yes, because the way I am now is because I got to know myself and I love myself. So the love that I have for myself is giving me the confidence to do certain stuff. Then, if you say, like, if you are, if you wouldn't be a bit more like thick but proper, thick, not the thick that I am, bigger, just bigger, thick, but not like proper, thick. Um, would you have done the shoot, for example, that I did in Valentine's Day? Oh, yeah, yeah, the red one, the last, the last, whilst you, whilst you
0: talk about that, I'll find that. Yeah,
1: maybe, maybe not. But not because I wouldn't like my body, but because I feel like each body got a certain way to, like, I kind not wear the same things that a skin. So, for example, a short skirt, she, you don't look the way. You don't look her the way that you look at me if I wear stuff like this because I got curves. So when I wear yeah. shorts, you notice more my legs and my bum. Where if someone is skinnier, you don't really notice it. So they can they can even wear stuff like this in situation that I cannot because I wouldn't feel comfortable because all the eyes are gonna be on my legs. You know what yeah. I mean? So if I wouldn't be thicker, I wouldn't do a shoot like that one because I would feel like it's too much for the body that I have, you know what? But this is the way I am, you know, because when I see, for example, uh, curvy models doing like leisurely photo shooting, I don't judge them, you know, but it's me that I feel like if I have a certain body... I need to wear stuff that I feel comfortable with, and that I don't feel like, oh my gosh, they're looking at me, or oh my gosh, maybe it's too much.
0: Um, I, I asked this question to Gary and I said this to you. I think I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the provocative movements that sometimes are in dance, or like the fluid stuff, because I don't know, like. I think like I it's not confident and I think there's certain certain aspect of sexuality that can be attached to dance hall in the way that you move the dance moves are and certain things. One, what do you have to say about that? That dance hall could be provocative or it has a sexualization aspect of it. Two, how do you deal with the male gaze and when and like people DMing you when you post like I know girls who like who are like constantly tortured and stalked. Like some of my friends who are like stalked when they just post like a fully clothed picture and just nice and things like that because men are just disgusting. God, I really think there should be better education for men to be not such like disgusting assholes. Sometimes so I apologize for my gender, but
1: um yeah, but uh, the parents they need to grow their children in a way and teaching them how to treat women and how to treat men also because. Every, no, I agree. Don't throw everything on men because, agree. my experience, I learned sometimes even women, like, come on, man, like, you can do better. You know what I mean? Not all of them, but sometimes I'm just like, don't preach and then you're acting like a fufu. <laughs> yeah. There is no word fufu, but I say fufu. Like, So it's by both sides. Yeah, but I know what you mean. So uh, sexuality, provocative, dancehall. You have to remember where dancehall is coming from. Like dancehall is coming from Jamaica and Jamaicans are slaves coming from Africa, basically. And what they've been through, they've been through a lot. And also homophobic uh, people in Jamaica is not just because they don't like gays or or stuff like that is because they've been through a lot during sleep So basically, I don't know if you know, but when uh, slaves were working for the slave traders, the European, and the Europeans wanted to humiliate them, they were abusing them in front of everyone. So the man, the European man was abusing the African man cool. in front of everyone. So for them, was very, very, very humiliating. So they were running away or they're, they're just disappearing and stuff like this because it was too much to take from them. So homophobia, 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 you saying in English? Or homophobia.
0: Homophobia. Omo- homophobia.
1: Okay. homophobia. Is, is coming from there. So we have to go back in history and understand where the cult culture is coming from. So this is regarding the homophobia and also that's why they don't want male dancers or like guys dancing like uh, female girls because for them if you do like a female move, it's not right because this is for the females like jiggles, whining and all this stuff. I'm not gonna say I don't agree with it because it's their culture, you know, and... I kind of understand it and I think partially I agree with it because I feel like when it's about female, it's for women, it's for yeah. empowering ourselves, it's for empowering our bodies, it's for empowering our confidence, it's for empowering our uh, self love. It's, it's coming a lot with the female dance, you know, it's coming a lot. So for me, the male will never feel what we feel when we are dancing in a certain way. And the man cannot even, because we've got different bodies. Our thighs, our bum can shake. Your bum cannot shake and jiggle like ours, because you've got more muscle. So you're never going to be soft like us. You're never going to move it like us. Maybe there are some twerker guys, Americans, or whatever they can, but it's never going to be like a, a woman, sorry is different, the shape is different, everything, you know? So this one, I kind of can understand with them, but not with the hate, like I'm not like, you're a man, you cannot do it. Everyone is free to do whatever they want. But if a guy is in love with soul and they do female, and one day they decide to go to Jamaica and to a party, they start to do female, I don't know what's gonna happen. You know, because for them is it's, it's like something that they cannot really, it, it's, it's not, they cannot accept it. You know what I mean? So if they see a man dancing like a female in a party like this, it, I don't think they're gonna accept it, you know? Can I ask
0: you a question? Only yeah. because, I think I wanna also bring it back to female sexuality in specific, because I think women, just the way women are perceived, I think, in terms of media and I think in terms of dance. But I'm just gonna touch up on this topic because it's the same as like back home. I think like, yes, there's a certain way that a man dances, a certain way a woman dances. However, I think now because the gender lines are being so blurred and I think like even back in the day, like we have, you know, guys who would dress up as girls or like it's not like gay people or like lgbtq plus people don't exist in the entire world so i'm assuming it, yeah,
1: so yeah so i'm, I'm a,
0: yeah so that's what i'm saying so i'm assuming that it is is it just the dancehall community aspect that you're talking no, about no. Or, or a party or you're just talking in general like if you were general. to go to a party really only because so like there's that guy who teaches at works. i don't know whose name it is but he's very comfortable and like he was teaching in a way which was like he was going to the guys and he was like holding their hips and teaching them how to like whine and grind but i know for a fact that he's straight and he's like you know he don't want anything that but in the Wait, way that is he was
1: Jamaican?
0: i don't know i don't know but where is he from
1: where i don't know
0: from? I don't know, I don't know. All I'm trying to say is like, I would assume that because all of these things are existing that it wouldn't be...
1: Yeah, because some people for them is, is quick to to speak and to be like, I, I feel like in general, society now is getting a lot protective with uh, homosexuality and this kind of stuff, like transgender and stuff. I'm not saying don't protect them, but I'm just saying, don't take everything as a as an offense. Like mm. culture is like that. There is a reason. So go in, back back into history and understand why majority of the population of this country is, got this
0: the way that it does. Because, oh, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? It's not because oh they are we their mates and they're like, Oh, he's gay, he's gay. No, it's not that like it's proper proper deep, like it's something inside and you know we bring with us our ancestors' traumas.
0: So
1: they got it inside. They cannot be like, oh no, okay. Just because in Europe, gays is cool. Because in Europe, gay is cool. Let's be honest, gay is cool. I
0: don't know, to be honest with you. I still feel like an outsider.
1: Right now, babe, even some girls, in my opinion, they become lesbian because now, okay, they fed up with the man but also because it's kind of trend. When 20 years ago was not trend like this. I remember in my hip hop crew, one of the members, she's lesbian and she took ages for her. And she was one of my best friends, took ages for her to tell me I like girls. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Was it me? <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, uh, you tell me you have to tell me something important. Yeah, is that. Yeah, but I knew already, like, you could tell, but she was,
0: yeah.
1: she had it, like, she was born like this. But when yeah. I see some girls, like, lesbian or stuff like this, and I'm like, but then it comes out, they're bisexual when they want, I don't really, this, I don't really,
0: I don't really <laughs> like Yeah, you it. don't. You don't. You don't. No. <laughs> you don't. No, because like, you like meat or fish. You cannot eat
1: meat and fish together. Come you're on. Greedy.
0: Man. Wait. Okay. So can I just ask you a question? Which I want to just bring it back. I feel like this conversation is deep and it's going to take us off crack, and I don't also want to take I know. But I I said this to Garrick, and I think like putting a female perspective on this. I think for we, women when politically socially and culturally women are so sexualized and then put down for the body images that they have and then there's this perception of like you need to have kids and you need to look a certain way um you know when there's colorism involved and so many mental things involved you're so confident in so much of what you do do you ever get a backlash of things so have you ever God had that his
1: limit, I show him the limit <laughs>
0: Easy,
1: easy, easy like this, because, you know, I don't have time to waste, man. I don't like when guys are coming in a certain way that I, I didn't give them permission. I don't like it. Yeah. You know, so this I'm clear, like I'm a very, I'm not shy to tell them, excuse me, who are you? DMs that they receive, they receive some, especially with the Valentine's video, receive a lot of DMs. Yeah. I don't open them.
0: Oh, do you know? No. Do you get bothered by it? Because I know a a lot of girls and guys on the opposite side who get bothered by situations like that. You know,
1: I got some DMs, like, not recently with that video, but maybe a few months ago or even like a couple of years ago, a few times, of the dick. Like, they send you the picture of the dick, and I was like... Can you what? say
0: that again? Can you say that one more time? Because I love it when you say that. Of the, dick. <laughs> it's the, the way, dick. It's the way you say it, the dick.
1: Dick, or cocky, I don't know, whatever. Sit <laughs> up <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, anyway yeah, they send you pictures, they even ask you the picture. I left them oh. to request, I don't care. They don't understand, like, if you see, and there are, there is fans, first of all, guys,
0: there is only fans. You can I find Jess the on there. It's no, onlyfans.com, the OnlyFans. official Jess Patty. No, Please no. go subscribe right now. No. I upload, I am her manager. I upload content, not just no. for guys, it's for girls as well. We have a LGBTQ plus community and we have a heterosexual community. We do it all, all markets. Ah. There's dance videos. And then there's, like, special behind-the-scenes video. Up. Stop it. I don't have so, OnlyFans. No, guys, make sure you go subscribe. OnlyFans.com forward slash the official Jess Buddy. Okay? And that's Buddy spelled with two Ds, I E E, Okay? I can't. No, no I don't have OnlyFans. I wish I could have it, you know? They're
1: making money, man. They're making money. But I cannot. But what I was about, about to say is mm-hmm. but as I said at the beginning of this interview, never say never. Can you imagine one day I'm gonna be like I don't have, I don't have any other solution. I need to do all once.
0: Listen <laughs> actually,
1: a friend of mine when I posted this um
0: which one? You tell me Valentine I'll pull one, it out. The
1: Valentine ones, she was like, Jess, you shouldn't give all these people for free this content. No, for cool. free. Exactly. She was like, "You should do all fun. It was like, she's right, man.
0: Yeah, she is, and I'll manage it for you.
1: Because <laughs> you know he's, got, he's gonna be successful.
0: Uh, it's gonna be successful. <laughs> right, you bet mine. I'm not I'm a very, very nice person. What are you talking about? Come I don't in. even know I don't even know what sex is. I'm still a virgin. Stop it. No yeah. i am yeah you do you know this i'm a nice person what are the pros and cons of working as a freelancer because surprisingly i was going through all of this and i talked about this with you you have never done the agency stuff like Bra not bravely congratulations a lot of the work and the success that you have had and you will continue to have you have had it through word of mouth and through the accolades of your work you have you've been with brands and companies kind of but i'd, I'd say a majority of the work and i'm not gaslighting you or not gaslighting so gassing you or like smoke, blowing smoke up your ass because i know your career and I've been there for a long time over there and I know the ins and outs, but Thank a you, lot babe. of your stuff, a lot of your stuff has come through word of mouth of being a freelancer. How, why is it that you never firstly tried the whole agency situation and you don't still want to, I think, if I'm correct in saying, and B, what are the pros and cons of being a freelancer?
1: Uh, agency. I tried at the beginning in London, but was more yeah. was not a dancing. Agency was like a modeling agency. Yeah, the one that you pay. You know, you pay them.
0: No, and then, I
1: don't Yeah. Anyway, full of shit is nothing.
0: They don't give. Yeah, you a guys, head. guys, <laughs> never join an agency if they ask you for money. I just want to say that that is the yeah. number one card. Yeah, exactly, ne- exactly. Never join. It doesn't matter if they're in the UK, if you're in Europe, if in your Cambodia, never join an agency if they ask for money up front.
1: So when I first came in London I tried one of that. Yeah. And then and then I think just because 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 because, because uh all the jobs that came in my way and I was busy with the classes and stuff, I never really put myself into like Okay, I'm going to join this agency and I'm going to get the work from them because, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I've been lucky. Maybe I'm, I'm not the type of person that can stick with one agency, I think, to be honest with you. The pros is that you organize yourself you decide what day you're going to work, what day you're not going to work. You decide when you're going on holiday, if you're going to be off during the holiday, or a cons can be while you are on holiday, you have to work because you have to still to, you know, get the work done. So I'm loving it. I will never go, go back to work for someone, I think, because uh, as I said, I can organize myself and I also use my creativity, like, when the lockdown started, everyone was like, Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Obviously I'm freelance and I don't get the furlough from my workplace. So I have yeah. to do something. <clears throat> I have to find out something to do. So that's where I so basically the year before I tried some products from Arastaman in Jamaica it was like coconut oil, it was castor oil um CMOS and all this kind of stuff good for the skin, for the hair uh, and he was like you know, like we could do that together, like you can sell it to your people in London, in Europe
0: Is that it. where Sun's nature comes That's from? Sun's
1: nature, yeah, check it out guys support this black business check it out, add it, add it, add it please, yes so it's only the two of us. Yes, this is the castor oil. It's the the last one that I got from him. And is is helping the growth of your hair, is helping the scar to stay healthy and not irritating. Is it is really good. It's really good stuff. So just go into the profile and you have the description of every single product that we are selling. Um, I'm based in London, obviously, but I sell some stuff to Italy, to my friends and family. we got CBD oil, we got eucalyptus oil, we got lemongrass oil, neem oil, and, and CMOS, which I'm sure most of you know, because after all this lockdown, a lot of people have been talking about CMOS gel. Uh, it's really good for the immune system it's good for the skin for the hair (laughs) it gives you a lot of energy Um, and yeah I'm loving it because
0: you get to work with brands I like to be
1: healthy I like natural stuff I like to take care of myself and I like to learn new stuff so if I can choose a product that is more natural I choose the more natural product than Garnier or any other brand to be honest, with yeah. Him. So, yeah, that's why I started this new business with him, and it's still a small business. But I never rush, even because you know me, I'm also doing a million things together. So I cannot put myself hundred percent on it, but it's going well. I'm not complaining. Even at the first course, where I was like, I'm so grateful because, yeah, even when you go, like two supporters and stuff, it's so important. Uh, yeah, so this is the good thing of freelance, you can be creative and and do million things together, like different things, like now me, I'm doing dancing, I'm doing these natural products, I'm doing <clears throat> something else, but I'm a skeptical, I don't want to talk about it yet, but, but.
0: It's going to be, it's going to be great for you to take in and yeah.
1: The rhino, obviously, but he knows that I
0: don't want to put it out. No, it's I so agree with you. I think, I think you have to wait in this day and age where you can get so judged for a lot of things that you do and also when you're so precious of your art, you, you should wait and hold on to it. Because also, I, don't, I read this book and I listened to this podcast. They call it the fetus stage. When you work in a high-pressured environment or you have something like that, when a lot of people can have voices that can not ruin, but um, hurt the creativity process. Yeah. You should just keep it to yourself and just, you know, do that Protect and only share energy. it. Protect your energy. But um, yeah, I think you were talking about like how being a freelancer is great because you get the freedom to work with brands and do your own thing.
1: Um, yeah, but obviously you got these cons because if you don't work, you don't get money. If you... You are in a lockdown, you need to be strong and to be like, okay, now I need to find out what am I going to do to pay my bills and to still save money because we still have to pay bills, get our food, go out sometimes with friends, even have a pizza with a friend and save money (coughs) for emergencies, for the house, for the car, for a, a trip for whatever you want but yeah we need all this money so you definitely you need to be creative and you have to be you have to be a real warrior like you cannot just stop and be like today I don't want to do nothing like it can be one of those days that your body's telling you chill man like my body sometimes it just just stop so I need to it a bit easier because I never stop but when you're freelance, especially the first <clears throat> years of freelancer as freelancer, you have to just go hard. So then maybe like in five years, I can chill a bit more.
0: Can I ask you a couple of uh, just quick question? Because we have four more topics, and then I'm gonna get into the games, and then boom, we're done. So like, let's try and oh my god, wrap it. We gonna <laughs> I know we're talking too much guys
1: sorry no
0: it's fine i i like that though and i think people like that as well because it's more human and as opposed to more like that situation Uh, two questions quickly so pros and cons of both of those teaching regular classes pros and cons versus teaching one of workshops and then pros and cons of teaching with brands and institutions what do you gain from it and does it also box you just to that so yeah
1: so pros teaching regularly is that you improve a lot as a teacher and you build a real relationship with your students and they can even become one day your friends or I always say like you never know who is working in your class. Maybe a film director is coming to the class. You never know. You never know. Yeah. So, of course, our students need us because maybe they need more confidence or maybe they want to have that weekly workout to lose weight and have fun at the same time. But also, they can help us one day. We never know. So that's why I'm always saying, like, never be like, you know, there are some choreographers, they acting cool because they are the choreographers. but you are still human like the student yeah. that is working in in the room you know so always be nice with your with your students because i met so many mm. amazing girls and guys even garik is one of one of my students for like months here in london and he's just amazing he's making me proud every day like i see his growth i'm like wow so i uh, not to say facts yeah so this is one pros of regularly workshop i think if you have an experience as a regular teacher you're gonna be fine because you already got your experience so you can handle it you're gonna teach amazing but maybe you need more time for yourself or for other projects yeah. that you are doing. So you're gonna be like, you know what I'm gonna do now? I'm just only doing workshops once in a month for whenever they call me. So why yeah. not? Why not? If you have, if you have, if you are getting money from other stuff, why not? I think after years of teaching, we kind of need that. Because it's a lot. <laughs> of wise and also brain-like.
0: You need a break. When you teach
1: regularly, you have to create non-stop. Because Monday, maybe you have beginner. Tuesday, you have advanced. Wednesday, you have intermediate. Thursday, you have kids. <laughs> Friday, you have female. You know? So you yeah. have to teach every day something different and this is a good thing but also it can be bad because there are some i don't know if it happens to you but i I guess so there are some moments that we are not creative as much you know so you're like oh my gosh i'm just gonna put together some steps even though i want to create like an amazing choreo but i cannot i don't feel it i'm not inspired you know so this is a cons when it comes to regular classes. And actually I felt it in September, October, when the studio got yeah. back open. Cause with all this going on, obviously I couldn't travel like I used to like going to Jamaica, going to France, going to Spain and, you know, just get in touch with other dancers and and get inspired. inspired. So for me it was hard to get this, insp- I think, I did it female, okay, it's kind of easier for me to choreograph, but male choreo, maybe I did one choreo that I really liked, September, October, but even if my students, they were like, oh my gosh, this choreo is so cool, I know myself and I know I can do better, but the inspiration was not that much. Because I really miss traveling. I really miss traveling. And then we're teaching for studios here in London and, and teaching worldwide. I feel I prefer worldwide because, yeah, because I love traveling, as I already said, and you find you get to know different people, you get to know different cultures. Like I remember when I, when I was in Spain, they were showing me like typical Spanish dishes. Or so when I went to Germany, they were telling me about the German company.
0: What does it mean to be a part of Dancehall Funk. Explain to me this institution that is the HF worldwide. Dancehall Funk is where
1: the dancehall meets the funk. What does that mean? It's not choreography-wise, it's not gonna be like a only dancehall choreo, but we take more the beats into the music or the lyrics. Whatever you want to be on, and you mix it also with our uh, dance styles. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah? All right. The founder and leader of Danceful Funk is Lorenzo Hanna, AKA Zagazo. 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 Z- Zagazo. He's, uh, original, he's got uh, Jamaican origins obviously but he's originally from Florida and then he was in LA and right now he's in Turkey uh, yeah so it's still dancehall but is different from the original dancehall
0: how many people are in dancehall funk?
1: oh my gosh more than 50 I think yeah so the wow. main leaders is me in UK, then you got JC in France, you got um Katerina in Russia, you got Lorenzo for USA, you got Samantha for USA, you got Arnold for Colombia.
0: What does it take to be a part of dancehall funk?
1: What does it take? It's not only about the dance. Lorenzo is similar to me. That's why I call him my sole brother.
0: Because he's very Why lovely. is our good friend Garrick not in it? Because he didn't uh, do
1: the audition.
0: He shouldn't have to audition. There's only one of him doing it in India.
1: Yeah, but I'm it doesn't a matter, babe. It doesn't matter. Did you have to
0: audition wait, did you have to audition?
1: No, but because I know Lorenzo in a real life. Oh, okay. I I got to I did a workshop with Lorenzo and there I wasn't oh, yeah, I there I wasn't in the funk yet.
0: No, I remember that that, that was a pineapple wasn't it? his first workshop. Exactly. Oh no, and the Brixton one yeah, as well.
1: Yeah, but uh, pineapple also. But I wasn't in the funk. I was in the funk after one year, I think. And to be honest, I didn't even ask Lorenzo, not because I didn't want to, yeah, but because. As I said, Enzo Funk is not just about you being an amazing dancer. It's also being on our same vibe, exactly. And the energy and the bond that we have, you know, is all about
0: that. So Lorenzo, no, I I'm just doing this. I just I don't know why you're making that face. I just did. This is a Turkish hand clap. I'm going to ask Lorenzo
1: if he's in Turkey now, I'm going to ask Lorenzo if he's at no, he
0: Ask him. We do it. I do it a lot. Like, my cousins do it.
1: <laughs> I can't with
0: you. <laughs> I really cannot. Yeah, ask Lorenzo. Zagazoo. But yeah, Zagazoo.
1: all of us, that he chose to, to have us in the team or they did the audition. For those who took part in the audition, they didn't pass only because they were great dancers. Some of them, they're not even like on a certain level, for example, but it's the way they were like really passionate about being part of their soul funk and the genuine way they just, you know, they were, I don't know, there is a way, the feeling, you know what I mean? The feeling. Yeah. And that's, so why saying, now, then... that's how now we choose new members. By the way, I told Garic to do the audition, but then he was busy doing some filming or something.
0: Oh, okay, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. I'll message him. But if he doesn't, I feel like I could be a member, definitely.
1: Without even auditioning, you can be. Without
0: a, without even auditioning, I course. think I'm I'm a member of. Dance but you are already a member. That's the thing.
1: you're already a member. No, I'm
0: I'm one of the 50, 51 people now. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Stop laughing. Not That's not funny. no
1: doubt that's why I don't know why you didn't introduce like Jess is part of my team. That's so
0: fun. I just didn't want to like take the shine away. Yeah, they, but sometimes just take it. No, I like to be behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean? I like oh. to inspire you and I pass down knowledge to you and Zagazu. Alright, alright, all right, you know, I see, I see. It's, you know, it's Ramahu. Ramahu. Ramahoo? Ramahoo. <laughs> Ramahoo. Uh, two things quickly and then we're going to move on alright there's three topics you can pick from which one would you like to talk about digital space okay and social media and its impact okay aka how it's improved like Instagram Twitter MySpace and stuff like and that changing and your
1: style p- during the interview
0: do it do it and your pet peeves with it and like how it's impacted your teaching and the dance industry so we can either talk about that or we can talk about relationships balancing your family your friends your let's say special friends um, whilst hustling and being a freelancer and being an artist or thirdly your choreo process and your voice as an artist
1: yeah I think that's <laughs> change <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's, that's it and next question
1: because social media even the way dancers are are, are, are taking the dancing classes. scene, as they say, even just for example, class. When I was going to do Rialso, so to train with my group in Italy, I was going in pajamas to Rialso. Like, not pajamas, but you know what I mean? Like, no dressing up,
0: like, no nothing. Yeah.
1: Hair, whatever tracksuit I picked up first, whatever. Now, when I see people going to classes, I'm like, this actual audition why because at the end of the class they get the video to post on instagram yeah fair enough but i think now we are more focused on the look than on the actual choreo and to clean our moves to listen the teacher the feedbacks that they are giving us to like this is the dancers now in class mirror myself. I have to check if my top looks right, if my hair is is good. You know, I'm not saying don't be vain. I love mirrors. Like I look at myself all the time. Even right now, when I'm talking, even, guys, I uh, check yeah. if I'm alright. But this is an interview. When I'm going to class, I don't have to look at myself to be pretty. You have to do it after at home. You go. You take care of your hair, you clean your skin for the audition. But class is not an audition. Why you keep going there like it's an audition? Stop it. Because like this, you are not getting better as a dancer sometimes because you have to focus on the look, you know, because of the social media. And now I feel like a lot of dancers are learning from social media, like, Afrobeat steps or dancehall steps and they don't get actually to know from the originals for example if you're really passionate about dancehall, just go and take a class from Jamaican dancers that give you online classes or even a European the decision dancer and they know more than you Yeah. don't go on TikTok or oh, this is the dance on for example They did a dance on Rihanna. There was a big bashment and the choreography is commercial. That means that you don't know. That means that you don't know what dance style you have to represent with certain music. You know what I mean? So we are missing of knowledge, I think, now. Real knowledge, especially with these cultural dances like dancing and Afrobeat that you need to know. You don't have to know the names, but at least you have to understand how the move has to look. You know what I mean? Now, I don't want to be judgy because already, especially in the dance school, we have a lot going on, like Europeans teaching dance school is not fair. And these doing that, it's not fair. Jamaicans are upset because we are not going to take all their classes and stuff like this but at least come on just do a bit of more effort but now it's so easy because now even if you are not a professional dancer you can become a dancer on tiktok
0: yeah
1: and you get paid from tiktok or from the sponsors of tiktok TikTok, so they don't care,
0: but you know, you
1: know, my vision about that anyway. I don't want to talk okay. much because I might be over social media later. Yeah, I'm not posting I at think all. It's... I think you noticed it. I'm not posting at all. I'm doing my thing behind the scene. People don't need to know what I'm on, you know, people think... don't always need to know what we are doing.
0: I I think this is, I'm going to speak of just a tad bit on it and you can just tell me if I'm speaking right or not and I'm going to speak on your behalf and my behalf from our conversation. I think social media is great. It's a great platform to access a lot of things. We use it for business as well and we use it to connect. Like right now we're talking on this and you'll meet people and you'll see collabs, you'll get inspirations. I think as consumers, all of this and certain things that are so special, so in your instance, when dance hall is so special or Afrobeats or other dance styles, you just like have even to take your,
1: Sorry for interrupting. Even your Bollywood is a culture yeah. dance Bollywood. You cannot just copy from a bollywood movie or from a bollywood video belly dance like this it's a cultural dance
0: yeah all cultural dances and i think just dance in general but i think the thing is like at the end of the day we like what do we do so like when you talk about tiktok and being sponsored and like doing all of this do we stay here and moan about that or do we just go with it and i think there's a fine line i think as a consumer and as a person who's putting out these videos you just have to be careful i guess you have to be oh. careful
1: i'm not complaining but they do their thing yeah make your money make your money yeah, guys it. i'm not jealous about people making money on tiktok and if I, I think that's the thing make sure
0: make sure you say that as well because I, i'm so sorry to interrupt it's not jealousy we're not jealous no, and like we're not envious not. we're not bitter it's just that we're trying to say that there's a certain sacred aspect in all of this that is, that sometimes gets missed. Like, you can learn... I'm not
1: jealous at all. As I said, even young kids, they're getting a lot of money from from TikTok because they started it, they've been consistent. Well done. Yeah. Well done, guys. Well done. Like, I'm happy for you. But be careful when you are teaching like afro beat step or not even Afro be like african steps or dancehall steps or uh, belly dance bollywood that is more cultural you need to get to know the culture you cannot just go and and be like oh this is it this is that it's, it's not like it doesn't work like that especially yeah. if you have a big profile you are responsible because people are get to know this style from you. You know what I mean? So you research a bit more about it, not just go and copy the step and put it on a song with other steps. No.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not about that. It's no, it's not stressful. I mean if it's something that you get paid also, why not doing a, a mini research and and learn more about
0: it, you know? We're moving on to your choreo process. Okay, what's your choreography process? And how would you describe your voice as not just a dancer, teacher, choreographer, but just as an artist, especially this new project that you're venturing on as well. You tried, that. So,
1: yes.
0: No, I don't. Listen, I don't want you to talk about it, but I want to, I also want to include it because I think that's going to be a great part of you. So I think it, it'll be nice to know how your voice is as an artist. Go. The
1: choreography process, it depends. So when it's about a music video, it's completely different because music video, that means mainstream. Like you would like to have it on the mainstream or you would like to, your video to blow up. So yeah. you have to put a bit of commercial because <coughs> especially with the steps, because um, you need to attract as many people as you can. So there is different when I choreograph for classes, uh, first of all, I listen to the song many, many, many times and it depends what level it is like when it's beginner, I just put different dance steps together so they can learn the foundation before we go into more complicated stuff and yeah. when it's for advanced it depends on what, sh- what mood I am and then I decide the song that I know already and I choreograph I follow my feelings, like if I'm into my feelings, i go very like smooth and emotional. Or if I'm good, okay, normal, I can go like strong with Batman style. Uh, It depends what I feel really. Uh, Sometimes maybe I prepare a choreo and then I go to class and I have another crowd and I decide on the spot to change what I'm going to be teaching. Sometimes it can happen. Because as I said earlier, I'm a very energy person, so I go with the energy that I feel. My motto yeah. is whatever you do, do it, we do it with heart. And this is me. This is me. Everything I do, like, I follow my heart. Even, even when it comes about money, I'm a very businesswoman, yeah? I, I want to make my money. It's not that I'm like, you know me, like, giving my back, babe, you know? I care about it. I want to be successful, but sometimes I could charge more, but maybe someone didn't yeah. know. So I'm like, you know what, it's fine, or you know what, I give you this pr-. Like now, I'm working on a music video with um, a singer, very young singer, and he actually was one of my first students at Arch-197. Uh, yeah. I think you never met him, Jamie, J. Jay, Jay Scott is his name original okay. uh, R&B singer and stuff like that. Now I'm doing a project with him. And as he's been one of the first one, he saw my, he has seen my growth. I didn't charge him a full price, which I could, yeah. but he's stronger than me. Like I always follow my heart, what he's telling me, like, you know, what I, how I feel with someone, you know, and he's really passionate about his music and, is pushing himself as a solo artist now, so I want to support it. So Go anything ahead. you do, just follow your heart. Accept relationship, please. Don't always
0: follow your heart. Um, relationships, how do you balance them quickly within two minutes? Balancing your career, yourself as an artist with family, friends, and personal friends.
1: I realized with this lockdown how I couldn't make time for my family because, you remember, I was going there two days,
0: saying yeah. hi to
1: everyone, friends and family, maybe teaching a workshop also in the weekend in Milan, and then come back in London and back on track. So yeah. I wasn't even enjoying my family. Actually, uh, I went there during summertime, during Corona. I brought my mom to South Italy I, as a gift. For an day holiday, mm. yeah, I was like, now we're going for five days and we have an amazing time. I want to do the same this summer. So I've learned that sometimes it's good just to stop and not be in, like business, 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 and just give some more time to the family. And friends, I always say I have few friends, but not because I don't have friends. I no, know I, a lot of people. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people. But people I, know. Right. I don't like to call anyone friends. Like, it's really few of you. And I don't trust all my friends. That's also one thing. Because sometimes friends, I think I was telling you the other day, and I was also talking to Natty about it. They're jealous when they see you keep grinding, keep doing stuff, keep being, you know, on the go and be like, oh, my, I should do this. I should do that. You know, now I'm passionate about this. I got another skill. That's why maybe now I'm very... I want to keep the new skill that I'm, I'm learning for myself and for the few of you that are close to me because, yeah, it's hard to trust friends sometimes. So,
0: And then personal friends? <laughs> exactly. They are gone.
1: Personal
0: friends. <laughs> do you... Can I, uh, can do you want kids. You want kids, though, don't you? You want kids, right?
1: I want kids, but, you know...
0: No, I, <laughs> I don't! No, I was, I
1: was, no, this still here. <laughs> I want kids, but now that I'm grown, now I'm 31 in May, you know? No, it's, it's not. Age. I want to go you, back you... to 25. Oh, to no, up.
0: I would listen. I would never want to go back to my 20s. I would never. No, actually, come... I'm
1: enjoying it because I like the woman that I am now. But for example, at 25, I would sing at 30, I want to have my child because I don't want to be an older mother. I was always, yeah, I was always saying, I want to have my baby at 30 at least. I would say maximum 32 because I don't want to be an old mom, you know, I don't like to be an old mom. And now I'm like, you know what? If it's coming, it's coming. If it's not coming, I cannot chase it or force it because at the end of the day, when you're chasing something or someone, you get the contra. So you will never yeah. get, it, you know? So I would love to be a mom. I love babies. I love animals. So I'm very like cuddly. I'm like, oh my gosh. When I see dogs, I'm like, I, I, I go crazy. I love them. You you know, because I have dogs. I do. House, so I'm like, oh.
0: Do you, you want mean, to get married? If man
1: is not coming my way.
0: You'll be with a woman.
1: <laughs> no. Stop it. You know, marriage nowadays, for me, it just a security. Something happened to one, uh, like to me or to my partner. With the marriage, we got, by law, we got no yeah. rights, you know. I know it's kind of sad to say it, but this is the only thing why I would do that. So if I would be really in love with my partner after years, but I don't need to get married before the baby.
0: Okay.
1: I can have a baby and then if the relationship is going well. Why not? We can get married on the beach. (laughs) Not in London. All right, are you
0: ready to play some games? The game is called Sip a Tie or Play with Rye. hello everybody i am so sorry to interrupt again but i had to if i haven't mentioned this before chai with Rye is a pre-recorded visual show which i transfer into podcast so the next section of the show which is called super chai or play with Rye, is a game section where the guests and i just let loose and have fun and it might not make sense in podcast form so to watch any of that or to watch any of the previous episodes simply go on to youtube you poop YouTube and type in Chai with Ride to find the relevant episode. I hope you will see the fun that we have and just how we let loose. I hope you guys have been enjoying this. Thank you so much for sticking in. And let's get back to the end of the show. Let's end on some nice reflective moments because we're going to meditate. I'm going to meditate. We've done like three hours. Oh my God, almost. Oh, Jess, what message would you give to your mirror self today? If you looked in the mirror and you wanted to give yourself some words of wisdom, what would you say?
1: Uh, to myself, I would say just keep being real the way I've always been. Never change. Yeah. Stay humble Whatever opportunity comes to my life. And I'm so proud of myself for whatever I achieved until today. Well done, girl. Well done.
0: You got this. You got it, yes. Well done. Well done. <laughs> 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 I always ask this of every single person who attends peaks and valleys. Peak is a high pint of your pint, point of your personal professional life. What was it? What lesson you learned from it? A valley is a low point of your life, what was it? What lesson you learned from it? It's
1: like being able what I love to do, staying determined, and when I want something, just go for it, you know? Whatever yeah. obstacle is coming my way, actually, if I have obstacles my way, I just go harder with it. The lowest are the ones that I learn more, are the ones that make me push it even harder. I, I felt like after the last injury that I had my my right knee, I pushed dance even more, so. I think it's just me and it's hard for me to change that sometimes I need to listen to my body, take it easy and yeah, just be a bit more cautious of that. I, I need some time off and I don't need to push yeah. it as much because at one point your body just gonna boom. Yeah. Boom. Bye bitch. I'm off, you know. That's the only thing It's still hard for me to learn because I'm always scared that if I stop, I waste time. That's my fear, yeah.
0: That's a funny one. I feel like that too, I agree with you. Yeah. What would you say your ultimate goal is in life?
1: It's hard for me to say to have like a final goal because I always want to get more and more and more, not because I'm greedy, But because once I achieve something, like as I was telling you, teaching in the studios in London for me was like a dream years ago, like 10 years ago. Now I I actually left some of these studios because I'm like, okay, I did my experience. That's it. It's fine. I I go and do other experiences. So I'm like this, when I achieve something, and my mom also said, you're like, you're never happy. It's not that I'm never happy, but it's that I... I always want to, to do more and to do better, to have more experiences and yeah, to do more stuff. So the goal, the goal when I'm going to be like, okay, now I achieve something I'm really looking forward to is to have my house at the beach to my fruit trees. And this is the goal after the okay. forty, Any
0: really, business really. stuff?
1: Not really. Like a lot of stuff is going to change after uh, the last lockdown, especially the teaching. I think I'm not going to teach regularly like I used to. That doesn't mean I'm not going to teach anymore, but yeah, I'm going to teach maybe more workshops than regular classes every day. Um uh, i'm focused on another skin as i was saying and i'm gonna announce it on my birthday yes as nature follow the page guys support the business and what else i want to travel this summer i want to travel so let's see
0: jess thank you so much for coming i appreciate this love you so much well everyone that brings us to an end and i hope you enjoyed that i want to say a massive thank you to the guest for joining me for being so generous with their time and for being so open as well i want to say a massive thank you to you for listening and supporting make sure to comment share and subscribe if you enjoyed that episode share it with your uncle your auntie <laughs> your neighbor your co-worker that random person you like to dial on for a booty call you know the one i mean But really, your support means a lot and it helps the show and the message of it grow. As well, you can find the pre-recorded live version on YouTube. Simply type in Chai with Rai to find the relevant episodes video. I will pop all of the information down, such as the guest social media, their website, alongside that in the bio in the description. Make sure to show all of that some love too. That's it for now. Until the next episode, I wish you all love and light. Breathe in, breathe out. (laughs) Namaskar. which means now I must go. Again, copyright Until the next time, everyone, stay curious.